This podcast is brought to you in association with From Sweden with Love, one of the oldest fan sites dedicated to the world of 007. Online since 2004 and also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Why not check them out today? James Bond 007.se Nobody does it better. <laughs> or as they say in Stockholm these days, Ingen gör det bättre. Hello, I'm John Audy. I'm a stunt historian, author, broadcaster and producer, and the man behind Behind the Stunts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to this episode and a series of podcasts dedicated the action stunts in the James Bond movies. My new book, Ever Heard of Evil Knievel, is the definitive guide to everything action-packed in the film series. It looks at the stunts, the performers, the coordinators and the stories behind these incredible moments captured on film. You'll hear clips from some of the interviews that have been undertaken over the years, where applicable, and sound clips from the movies themselves. The book, podcast and YouTube series are also to be used as educational tools to learn from and to wonder at. Is it me or is it chilly? No, it's Bond in Siberia, the pre-titled sequence of his 14th adventure. He finds 003's body and the microchip around his neck. Being spotted by Russian goons, he makes his escape with his usual exuberance. Willy Bogner is again back in charge of the ski action and Johnny Eves doubles Roger Moore doing the impossible on the slopes. Some wonderful moments in this sequence. Bond is under fire from a chopper and one of the explosions rips off a ski. He waits until a passing skidoo goes by, skis after it on the remaining ski, attaches a hook to the back of the Russian soldier riding the skidoo, Stefan Zukor, and waits for the other end of the line to become a stationary point. It does, and Stefan flies backwards off the machine and is left dangling over the edge of an icy precipice. John Eve simply grabs hold of the skidoo throws his leg over the seat and kicks off the other ski before getting blown off the vehicle due to a direct hit by the Russians. No skis, no skidoo, no problem. How will Bond get away? Well, we can leave that to Tom Sims and an arrangement by Gideon Park. Tom Sims became world waterboarding champion. No, no, not that type of waterboarding. This one involves a board on water in 1983, and was contacted by Bogner about using it for an upcoming Bond. It's a brilliant gag, and it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Tom Sims sadly passed away in 2012. He was just 61 years old. has had car chases before, but not like this one. As the crow flies, against the flow of traffic and under the watchful eye of the master of vehicle action, René Julien. 
So many great moments in this chase. The car driving backwards down the flight of stone steps, crashing through the market stall and just missing stuntman Patrick Medioni, who dives out of the way, which all leads up to the major stunt in the sequence, a breathtaking car jump. Stuntman Michel Julien doubles Bond driving the Renault up a ramp, landing on the top of a tourist bus scattering the suitcases all over the street, jumping off and losing the top of the car under a barrier. This is the brilliance of Remé's team. The gag worked out to the last detail with stopwatches and flags. Extras mingle with stunties on the set for safety, and a Ford Escort Cabriolet with stunt performers in is brought in at the last moment to add extra excitement to the shot. Michel must be travelling at a steady speed in order to hit the top of the bus in just the right spot. As he leaves the roof, the car lands in a box rig and can be used again if required. Luckily, it wasn't. Remy himself now takes over and doubles Roger as the top of the vehicle is removed just before losing its back end in another collision. Roger Moore is doubled here by Jean-Claude Laguenet. Martin Grace then takes over to jump down from the bridge onto a box rig on a barge positioned next to the wedding boat, carrying the happy couple and a cake that looks good enough to land on. A brilliant sequence, which isn't given the credit it truly deserves. No disrespect to BJ Worth, who jumped from the Eiffel Tower, but it's a team effort up there too. Before Grace Jones is doubled by BJ, she's doubled by Clive Curtis, who's seen walking out onto the girders of the structure before the jump. Hey, buddy, I want to talk to you. Oh, Captain. If you can get through to Howe's office, you'll find him dead. Yeah, we found him, and we found this gun. This yours? Yes, thanks. Turn around. Look, Captain, if you check with Chuck Lee of the CIA, he'll inform you who I am. We found his body in Chinatown. What? You're under arrest. Wait a minute. This is James Stock of the London Financial Times. Well, actually, Captain, I'm with the British Secret Service. The name is Bond. James Bond. Is he? Are you? Yes. And I'm Dick Tracy and you're still under arrest. San Francisco is another city that got the James Bond treatment in 1985. Remy Julien, alongside US stunt coordinator Jim Arnett, arranges the fire truck chase. Martin Grace doubling Roger Moore, carrying stuntwoman Karen Price, Allen as she was back then, down the fire ladder to safety from the burning city hall. The fire truck is driven by Dominic Julien, and Roger Moore is now doubled by Dick Zyker, a legendary stuntman responsible for many extraordinary moments on screen, including Yul Brynner's full fireburn from the movie Westworld in 1973. You'll remember a shot in the film where, whilst the ladder comes loose, it crashes through the roof of a van, revealing a couple in bed. The stuntman was Eddie Heiss, and his female companion is another legend from the stunt world, Jean Coulter. And here she is. Dick Zyker doubling Bond. That whole thing of the, um, or one of the doubles, I know he was doing some work there. There's the the, the fire engine yeah. going about. Mike and... Renyard, Mike Renyard was on the, uh, the truck, okay. the, the fire truck. And um, the fire truck, you know, the ladder goes out and Mike, Mike Renyard's hanging on the ladder. Right. And he hits a... Uh, a camper shell and it blows off and there's two people that pop up which was myself and and eddie heiss another stunt guy yeah and uh that was interesting because they had the explosions right next to our heads so oh they, de know, they detonated it happened. wow okay so it's got detonators on it and blows the roof clear yep. 
Yep, blew it right off. And it, it was incredible. Loud, of course. I had <laughs> yeah. earplugs in, but still. still that that was all you had in. You had, you had earplugs in and a little sheet. As I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and I had nothing. I had nothing on practically. I had jeans on with UGG boots, and I was frozen stiff. I was. Fr- it was like thirty degrees at night. We worked all night because they did close-ups on us. You right. know, yes, we had right. a little scene in the camper, yeah. and I mean, we were frozen stiff. It was incredible. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great show. I, I did a part in that show, and I did the stunt work in that show. It was. A, a great show for me. The, I doubled one of the lead actresses. You did, too, yes. You doubled. Um, you doubled Fiona Fullerton, uh, who is playing right. a character called Polar Ivanova. Yeah. And uh, right. you, you had to work with uh, with uh, Martin Grace, who was coordinating that. He he was doubling oh, Roger Moore. Is yeah. that right? Yes, he was. Yes, Roger Moore. What a great guy. And and Martin. What a great guy. Yeah. What a great guy. Great crew. I mean, the people were lovely. Mm. So neat. I, I was so blessed to get that show. You know, of all the women, I was picked to do it. And I was just really, I was so blessed. Yeah. I, I thought that that was the epitome of doing stunt work, working on a Bond movie. Because how many women in the business got to work on a Bond movie from U.S.? Hardly any. This is very true. Not, not many. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. We did the car work with with Rumi, Remy and, and his boys yeah. on the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, with all the car crashes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got to do that too. So, so I did had a few jobs on that movie. It was yeah. quite quite fun, really. That sequence with uh, with Fiona Fullerton, I know, was slightly tricky because didn't didn't he have to grab onto your wetsuit and pull it clear as yeah. you were flipping him over the over his, yeah. your shoulder? Right. What happens is she's in a wetsuit and you don't know if it's a guy or a girl. So right. to show it's a girl, he wanted the wetsuit to come off as she's fighting with Bond in that darn wetsuit. Wouldn't come off. We tried everything. We tried <laughs> Vaseline. We tried powder. But finally, I just said, look, let me just do the powder on it and, and let's just do it. Right. And we did it and it came off. But that was tricky, trying to get the wetsuit off, yeah, you know, imagine. and <laughs> showing it was a girl. That was funny. Never, never knew that was a stunt before. <laughs> but. We'll stop and chat now to a stunt performer who had a busy time on this movie. She was not only doubling the late Tanya Roberts, but also Alison Doody in the mind sequence. Here's Elaine Ford. The first Bond I'd ever worked on, um, very early on in my career. So, yeah, it was it was lovely. Um, and yeah, to get that call, that was that was the point where um, I guess it was. I know it sounds incredibly corny, but that was the point where you kind of felt that you were living the dream. And then when the phone call comes along for the bond and you know that you're going to be working with the likes of Roger Moore and Tanya Roberts, Mm. it's, um, it's a dream come true. And it was, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, um, And of course you get to work with some terrific people. Firstly with, uh, with uh, obviously uh, the names you've mentioned there, but also uh, Martin Grace and of course, uh, Bill Weston, who was down there doubling Christopher Walken. Yes, what a legend. I mean, they were both incredible. Um, Yeah, I'd heard a lot about Martin, and Martin was very uh, creative, and you could see his passion for the industry. 
and um, Bill was kind of like my mentor in a way. Um, he was just an extraordinary character and I'm so glad I got to meet him because obviously apart from being um, a great influence to have on the film set, he uh, is a man of experience and he just, not just because, because he was a Buddhist, but he just got it. Mm. He got life, if you know what I mean. Yes. He, he was um, an incredible person. People will obviously remember him as, as a character called Green Four, one of the butlers at, uh, at the Bladen Safe House, but many may not know that he's responsible for a lot of extraordinary action. He's the, he was the stunt coordinator on 2001. Of course, the, 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 the particular sequence that you were involved with him was him lifting you into the airship leaning out and picking you up. Of course, you were wearing a harness for this, weren't you? Yes. I mean, because of the nature of the costume, um, obviously, the, when, when I'm running through the chalk pits and then the spaceship, the airship comes down, right. um, I wore the harness so that Bill could actually grab hold of something. Otherwise, if he just grabbed onto my costume, I can imagine it just would have ripped to smithereens and, and I would have been dangling half naked um, and probably dropping as fast as he lifted me. Yes, of course. So <laughs> it was, um, and because it was Bill, I felt completely safe, mm. you know, um, and so it was kind of like a, um, a waist harness, so it was a small harness so that he could actually, and I knew that as I was running and he grabbed me, I knew that he was going to, he wasn't going to lift me up in the air until he had a good hold of that belt, sure. that harness belt, um, but yeah, I felt very safe. A safe pair um, of hands, and of course then, yes. not only from there, but then you you go inside the mine and they have to jump from the office window. Now, was that you and Jason? It certainly was, right. <laughs> yes. It certainly was. Yeah, we had to... Yeah, it was myself and Jason. Right. And um, it was probably something like... Um, 10, 12 foot, we had to just jump out of the window before um, the whole thing explodes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Was it your own scream or were you were you ADR'd afterwards? <laughs> Do you know what, John? I think it was my own scream. Ah. And I tell you why is because um, when you do stunt work, it's it's an, a release of um, that energy yes. um, and the adrenaline. And I, I used to find it, and probably other stunt people will as well, I used to find it very difficult when the director would say, can you not make a sound? Yes, you'll put it because on no. abs Absolutely, because naturally, you you know, if you're, if you're jumping, if you're falling downstairs, or if you're doing a car knockdown, mm. whatever, it's just that release of energy. Um, and it's it's just a natural feeling, Yes, really. Um, it, it, one, one could say that it was actually part of acting because you're getting into character. Right. But I, I, I think it's a mixture of both well, that the, just released, don't you? The, well, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the reason, also the reason that I, that I ask it, I, it seems like an odd question, but the reason that I ask it uh, is because um, her character, Stacey, 
does a great deal of screaming throughout the picture. But what's interesting, <laughs> what is interesting is that the the pitch of her scream and now we know the pitch of your scream, not a million miles away. So I'm, I'm thinking that they're going, hey, do you know what? We don't need to ADR that. That was actually very good. And uh, and consequently leaving it in as, as the case may be. But as you just explained there, it's simpler to leave it in because you're doing that as, as a release for a purpose. Yeah, I th- I think so, and it's it's just natural, isn't it? Yeah. Really, and um, and I think well, in the bombs, you know, particularly when we come to the lift shaft yes, sequence, um, because I was quite a good double for her. They got away with me. They got a- if they can get away with my profile, yeah. pretend pretending to shout and scream up to uh, James, yeah. then I'm sure that they can get away with my scream as well. <laughs> well, well absolutely. Also, what, what people tend to forget is that, of course, you are an actor. You know, so yes. it's, not, it's not only the fact that you're there doing the physical part, but you are acting the character. You are being the character for those few frames on the screen, you know, so you're, you're adapting yourself for that. Absolutely. No, you've hit the nail on the head, John. The, um, the other, uh, because the other part of the doubling that you did on there, back in the mind, was Alison Doody. So you were, you, were also, you were doubling two characters, presumably, because, and I'm just, I was looking through the, um, through the register for that period, and there weren't many women to choose from, to be perfectly honest. And so I could, maybe I can, maybe they were busy elsewhere on other productions, I'm guessing. So that Martin had maybe a small group of people to choose from. And I think there was only you, Sadie, uh, from the UK. And, and Trace, Trace, yes. Trace Edmund, and then, and then there was a couple of uh, couple of girls from, from the US as well for the San Francisco shoot. So there was a very small crew, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, when I um, first uh, joined the stunt register uh, a year or so before, mm-hmm. there were literally five or maybe six registered female yep. stunt people in the UK. And um, up until then, the guys had had to double up. So, yeah, there was a, 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 it was incredible, actually, because when I came on board, I just did not stop working. No, no, exactly. Um, so um, I was very, very lucky from that point of view. Um, and also regards to Alison Doody, because I was there on set anyway, yeah. it made sense and I was quite a good double for her. So it made sense for me to double her. Yes, I mean, as well. That's well. That's 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 the other thing. The, and the the fact that so good a double were you was that you were in fact used in closer. Well, I mean, in your your full face as as Grace Jones runs down the steps. Uh, again, it, it's almost as though you're chasing yourself. You've just leapt from the window with Jason uh, onto the sand, and then the girls have come running out of the office to then run down the steps and then run after you into the tunnel. But of course, you're chasing yourself at one point. Uh, <laughs> I'm always doing that job. <laughs> chasing, chase, going around in circles. Chasing my tail. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, but yes, indeed. And of course, the, 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 that would have been your involvement with the, with the tip tanks. Of course, they they threw a lot of water at you once you were inside the mine. Yes. And that was my first experience of, of having a tip tank. And um, it was it was one heck of an experience. Mm. Once that what you you know, you know, I'm acting um, pre, you know before the tip tank is um, thrust upon you. Yep. And 
you know, and obviously Martin explained to me, once that tip tank hits you, there's nothing much you can do. It's mm-hmm. going to, the power is incredible. Mm-hmm. One minute you're at point A, and then the next second you're at point Z. So there we are. That's your lot for this week. And don't forget to subscribe and follow Behind the Stunts on all the social media platforms so you can be kept up to date on the world of action and stunts. Until next time, bye for now.